What's Your Reel is a podcast where we interview with industry-leading creatives to learn their story about who they are, how they got there, and where they want to go. We invite you to join us on the journey as we roll their reel to learn how these creatives are finding their way to success. So today was a blast. We sat down with Dale Nelson. Dale has a history of riding dirt bikes, which is right up our alley um, and shooting professional motocross. Um, And this is just a Vermont filmmaker. I don't know how else to say it. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, but this is the epitome of being a Vermont filmmaker. It was so fun. I mean, we geeked out about dirt bikes a whole lot, but seriously, if you're into creative stuff and filmmaking, this is just, this was just a fun conversation. Um, I think you guys are really going to like it. So give you just a bit more of a hook here. We didn't know Dale before sitting down with him. So we're getting to know him just at the same time you are and give you a bit preview. He went, he went to Florida for film school and now he's, he's doing film here in Vermont uh, while we're in a dairy farm. So with that, let's welcome Dale to the show. I'm Dale Nelson. Um, I'm a dairy farmer slash videographer. Um, I'm live in Fairfield, Vermont. And, uh, yeah, just see, you guys have a lot of common <laughs> part-time video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess farmer. part-time farm. Yeah. I That's guess awesome. so. Yeah. Um, how long have you always lived in Vermont? Yes. Oh, uh, well I moved away for a couple of years. I was traveling. I lived in Florida for a while, but I grew up here. Yes. But that was for college for college. And then my first job I had, and then I, I moved back, I think four years ago. So I've been back in Vermont for four years now. Cool. Right on. Well, so here's how I know you. (laughs) Okay. I know you from Dakota Alex. Okay. Yeah. Because you make a lot of videos with him. Yes. Um, So Dakota, I don't know how old he is. He's my age. He's 20. He's 25 turning 26. Okay. So I'm 21. So he's a bit, he was like the kid at Derby growing up racing. Yeah. He was. was like, Dude, because, you know, he, he was decked out in Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, so um, I remember when he was on 85s. I was on 65s, yeah. just watching this kid just fly, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, I've been following him forever, and that's how I originally saw the stuff that you were making. Yeah. Um, because you do a lot of stuff with him. Yeah. Is that just from growing up riding with him? Or? Um, actually, I met Dakota. Um, I knew I used to race with him at Ryder Hill, but we never really knew each other. I actually ran into him. I was working for a professional race team um, as a videographer and he was racing professional supercross and I ran into him at Atlanta supercross and we just started, we were kind of the only people from Vermont on the series, you know? So we just kind of became friends from there and uh, yeah, the rest is history. I cannot wait to talk about that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Cool. Um, A little more background on me before we get really rolling Yeah, is I'm trying to break into the motocross space. Um, So I, I've been shooting with AJ Catanzaro. I see that. If you, if you know him. <laughs> yeah. It's um, good stuff. He's the man. He's yeah. awesome. He's just so fun to hang out with. And and he's the, the YouTuber guy. Yes. Right. Yep. So um, it's been a great opportunity and I'm, it, he's, he's just awesome. So I really want to talk about that. Yeah. But let's, let's jump back. Let's try to get a little bit more about you and, and you know, kind of how you got here. Um, what came first cameras or dirt bikes? Hmm. Uh, dirt bikes, Heck the yeah. dirt, the dirt bikes brought me to, to cameras really yeah we were uh we were always riding and we had a track at the house we were building jumps and one day we said let's start filming this so we we bought the cheapest camera we could find and 
Boy, those. Do you video- know what that camera was? <laughs> oh, it was a it was a Sony Handycam, just with a digital zoom. Been there. Yeah. Um, digital. The thing zoom. was actually pretty sweet though. <laughs> it had like really good night vision. Like now that I think yeah. about it, it was it was ahead of its time. Um, this was like, oh, probably two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, then I just I got a Windows Movie Maker, and just started making videos. They weren't that good, but uh, that's where it started. Like it, <laughs> yep. it definitely ignited something in me. Like uh, I remember the day I edited my first video, I just spent hours on it and it was like no time went by. You know, when you're passionate mm-hmm. about something, you can just focus and focus. And that's where it all started. I think I was 13 and I didn't even know what to call myself. So I just said 40s Productions because that was my racing number. And that's kind of where I went with it. Heck yeah. So I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you grow up on a farm? Yes. So uh, I come from a long generation of dairy farmers we're a third generation dairy farm so uh that's how i like earned money as a kid was working on the farm um and then i didn't want to be a full-time farmer i went away for college worked in the industry um but then i saw an opportunity to come back and be on the farm my brother had his own dairy farm and he was he needed help he needed someone to help manage it so i came back and was kind of doing we were trying to turn a new leaf you know being a more modern farm with social media and uh, content. So I was kind of doing that stuff as well as cow vet work. And uh, before I knew it, here we are four years later and I'm managing one of our facilities and kind of doing everything, overseeing everything. So I still do a lot of the video work with the farm though. But Hmm. uh, yeah. How many had uh, your farm? Uh, We milked 2000 and uh, (laughs) but we, yeah, it's, it's a big operation, but um, we have probably, close to 3,300 animals. We have some elk and buffalo as well. Oh, cool. Um, hmm. We have a meat market. We do uh, sweet corn as well and yep. all that stuff. So so that that can occupy a lot of my time if, if I'm not careful that uh, it gets busy. So You're yeah. part of the Cow Palace? Yes. Doing elk? Nice. nice. My family owns that, yes. Oh, sweet. Oh, wait, what? My family owns Cow Palace. <laughs> do you, you know oh, the no elk? Way. The elk right there? Yeah. yeah, that's those are that's all ours. We're also snowmobilers, right? Yeah, we, we were just there. around the, the Northeast <laughs> yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, and, uh, yep. yeah, that's a that's a common stop. You guys yeah. actually own the restaurant? Yes, my my <laughs> grandfather owns it. Oh, it's dude, that's so funny. Yeah. Wow, awesome. what a small world. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we used to go there all the time. So we always used to, you know, we'd camp at like Charbo, right? Growing up racing derby. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then how many elk farms are Vermont? You know, you got to put well, it yeah, I guess <laughs> that's so wow. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we definitely had our fair share of cow palace trips while we yeah. were there. Um, man, it's, it's Vermont's still small. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> Vermont's crazy. So small. Anyway. So you, you fully automated like Laley milkers and stuff like that. No, we have, we have all, um, we're not robot mil- milkers where we have all Hispanics yeah, um, well. working in our farms. So I, pretty savvy i had to get savvy in the spanish department so <laughs> so not um, a bad skill to have yeah but yeah i mean it, it's a it's a good operation it's a family-owned business so it's it's not it's not exactly videography but i uh, <laughs> do a lot of videography stuff with it um with the social media aspect and uh it's a family business so it's special to me i work i get to work with my cousins my uncles and we all get to uh manage different parts of it and it's something we get to call hours at the end of the day so it's pretty cool yeah so like you I feel like I've been pushing that same route with the, uh, with what you guys are doing with Pepper's Patch and then also the social media end. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to 
trying to be active on social media and just drive traffic. And that's one thing I do is my day job is promote local vegetable farms. Yeah. Um, so I find myself shooting a lot of, um, videos and pictures and, uh, I actually have a podcast for, for veg farmers. Um, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> which is how, how we kind of got into, into this. Cause, um, I had some of this equipment. So we're like, Hey, let's, let's use that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. Um, I'm kind of on the veg side as, yeah as promoting local sustainable healthy food that's awesome see we need like in the in the the world of farming and agriculture i feel like there's not i mean now there's media with drones and stuff but yeah. um i felt like as a kid growing up you would never find a video camera on a dairy farm you know what i mean it was something that was so far you had dairy farming over here and videography over here they never met yeah and uh sometimes i'm able to bring them together which is always a cool it's feeling. helpful when a lot of farmers you know yeah can just shoot with stuff like that and yeah Oh, there's a social media presence now. Exactly. So much, so much on social media. So when you, about like, when did you start riding? When did you start picking up a camera? Like how Um, So I started riding when I was probably three or four. Oh, okay. Um, Wow. My dad raced growing up. My my older brother, Dylan, was really into riding. Actually, I was into four-wheelers first. I wanted to race four-wheelers. Then I got into motocross and uh, I started racing in 2004. I wasn't very good, but we'd go up to Ryder Hill and then, uh, we built a track and it just kept going and I would just watch motocross videos all day. And then I got, I think 2007, I was 13. I started filming everything. And then, uh, from that point on, I knew I wanted to be a videographer, especially with motocross. Um, so I set my sights on film school at a young age and kind of worked towards that through high school. And I wasn't, uh, at the time and where I'm from, we didn't really have, we had a video production class, but you literally just watched movies the whole time. (laughs) We didn't get any, there was no cameras. There was no extracurricular, nothing for me to, to go off of or to learn from. So I kind of just had to use the internet to teach myself and get a camera and go out and do it. So, um, I, my career didn't really start, I think until after college, even though I was making videos the whole time, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just kind of shooting from the hip, but I think that's probably where I learned the most anyways was just, uh, you know, kind of going for it back in the day. So, yeah. So when you were growing up, you were like, you had the perspective of, I need film school to do this. Right. Cause I mean, YouTube was out, but it's, we didn't have access to the information we do now. And there was no, there was like one photographer in my town who did like the senior pictures and school pictures. There was, there was nothing. I'm in Derby, Vermont. There was no videos, nothing. So no one really even understood when I was like, I want to be a videographer. They're like, Oh, you want to make movies? You want to go to Hollywood? Right. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and there was no one really knew that in my life knew that you could make a living making videos unless you go to Hollywood, it was Hollywood or nothing. So, um, I kind of had to fight through the waters with that while dairy farming the whole time as well. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a hefty schedule. Yeah. yeah. So, motocross never went away you obviously no I, I so i ra- i raced uh all the way until i was a senior in high school um i tried to qualify for loretta's a bunch i almost made it oh no way um no i way. went to uh so you're way faster than we are <laughs> I, <laughs> I, sure. I don't know i um i'm not as fast as i used to be i we uh went to unadilla for the regional qualifier and i broke my leg in gravity cavity oh um snapped my tib and fib when i was 16 so that kind of derailed it in a sense not like i would have gone pro but i probably could have went a little bit farther um 
then I had my leg broken for six months that summer and I kind of had a lot to think about. And, mm-hmm. um, the next year I got back on the bike and tried to go to Loretta's again. I had to go to Pennsylvania for a regional qualifier and I just got smoked. <laughs> and, uh, I remember sitting there thinking, boy, I probably got to find a day job after this. Um, yeah. So I've, I've never stopped riding. The longest I've taken off is probably a year when I was in college. I didn't have any money and my bike was broke, but yeah. other than that, I just, I just stay doing it when I can. So, yeah, right on. So, yeah. So you, even through high school, you're just making a bunch of dirt bike videos. Yeah. But we didn't really have anything else to film. I mean, we would, we <laughs> would, uh, farm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we would, um, mm-hmm. I remember one time we put masks on and went to price chopper and stood in the parking lot with, uh, like shirts with holes cut out, like ghost masks to scare them. And we filmed it, which was incriminating evidence, but uh, we just do stuff like that. There wasn't much to do in our area. We didn't, we don't have a mall. We, we just got a Walmart up there. So yeah. Um, yeah. Dirt biking, snowmobiling. We did a lot of that, mm. uh, making jumps with that. We'd light stuff on fire and jump over it. We thought we were like this little nitro circus thing. Didn't we all though? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were growing up, my neighbors down the street here, um, their track is actually still there. It's just all grown over. You'd never know. But um, we built a snowboard ramp off their garage roof. <laughs> oh, my God. And we're like, dude, we're going to Nitro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to do it. But, um, yeah, I think we uh, – I love that. I yeah. kind of forgot about that, but you just brought it up. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about film school. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. Full Sail. Yes, Full Sail University. Um, I went in 2012, and um, – yeah, just such an exhilarating experience. It's like the military school of film school. I feel like it was uh, it was pretty intense, but I learned a lot. Some of the uh, best years of my life, for sure. Are you a Film Riot fan? Uh, no, not really. Oh, I, interesting. I, that's, uh, that's the only reason I found out about Full Sail is because he went there. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, they. I mean, Full Sail has just a roster of people that you know have come out. They have Hall of Fame every year where all the alumni from Full Sail who have really gone places come back and do like uh lectures and stuff oh that's cool so um yeah full sale was awesome i went for my bachelor's in film and then i stayed for my master's in business and yeah that was five years ago when i graduated so what'd you learn oh my god so it was <laughs> so uh, like well, actually uh, let's do this explain to me where you're at knowledge wise experience wise all that stuff going into it going into it yeah. oh um I literally had nothing. So I, were you I, still shooting on a Handycam? Were yes. you on a DSLR? Oh, wow. I didn't even know what a DSLR was. Didn't I, I mean, I knew what they were, but um, using, uh, I think it was Pinnacle Studio at this point. Yeah, I use that. And um, <laughs> and I never was like a, a big tech guy. I still am not. I mean, I know my way around a camera, but I, I'm not like always like uh, into like the specs and stuff. And so when I got to film school, we literally, they broke it down everything. I mean, we learned everything from how to run a camera to lighting, to um, running power to set. Um, I see you have C stands over there. Oh, heck yeah. Um, <laughs> to, <laughs> we took, we literally, there was acting classes, there was lighting classes. We had overnight classes. We had to stay up all night to mimic being on a film set. We had to learn <laughs> how to budget films. They would, um, we would literally hire our classmates out into a whole cast and crew for a film and you'd get six months to make it. And it was like a full-time job for a grade basically. And, um, some parts of it was cutthroat. Um, but other than that, it was amazing. We, yeah. So basic lighting, what else we did live production with like, um, like the fade in fade out running a, running an audio board, all that stuff. Um, 
so they really, you basically get month classes, month long classes where they, they would touch on a topic. Say it was a lighting that would be a two month class because there's so much to learn with lighting, lighting one sure. and lighting mm -hmm. two, and then or it's three months advanced lighting. And uh, they'd have lectures in the morning and then labs at night. So lectures, you'd be learning about it in class labs, you'd be doing it. And, um, yeah, they, you'd have a lab that would start at 1am and go till 5am or 9pm to 1am. So they wanted to keep you on your toes. So Gee, most of heck? my, yeah, most <laughs> of my film school, the memories of it, I was just exhausted the entire time. Wow. But, um, that's interesting. Yeah. And, um, it goes right through the summer. There was no summer breaks. It was year round. So oh, it, it was like, Aggressive. it was like, it was like being at boot camp almost yeah. calling home to mom. Where, where, writing where is that located? Orlando, uh, Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, but it was, um, it, it really touched on everything. So a part of it, what it was is we're not going to so much focus on what you like. We're going to teach you what you don't like. So right away I learned, not right away, but about halfway through film school, I learned I didn't want to go to Hollywood because when I went to film school, there was no vision in my brain of being a videographer in a small town in Vermont. I just didn't think it could happen. I didn't think I could make a living doing that. So um, when I went to school, it was kind of Hollywood or bust. Um, but about halfway through, I realized you can make a living filming weddings and stuff and you don't have to go to uh, Hollywood and the um, film set life was I don't want to say too intense because I liked the the rush but it was it was just a lot and uh, yeah I was I want to say 20 months 21 months of film school straight through so oh my god yeah that's awesome you know I think I'd I think I'd like that style yeah. of immersive learning it's not traditional lab lecture like right. this is totally unique college experience so yeah they they threw threw you into it you know yeah right like, like it was a job right i didn't go to college i would still be in college yeah <laughs> if i did um it would actually ugh, it's weird i'd be a senior this year but um <laughs> one of the one of my main schools that i was i was really thinking about going to because i i decided last minute not to yeah. go to college um but it was two years of general ed and then two years of full immersion Yeah, with that same sort of idea where it's like all around the clock and you're, right. it's, it's like your full-time plus job. Where were you thinking of going? Uh, Liberty in Virginia. Liberty. Yeah. So it's a Christian, it's a Christian college, but they have a pretty, I mean, I, one of the biggest reasons I didn't want to go actually, uh, their film school is amazing. Yeah. I mean, equipment wise, they had, I think like 40 reds Wow. and like, <laughs> yeah, at least, um, the editing studios were insane. Yeah. They were like mini movie theaters, yeah. basically. Um, they have the, the, the only THX certified sound room. Wow. In the, on the East coast. Fun. Can you imagine sitting in there? It's, yeah. it's crazy. I yeah. sat in there. Really? <laughs> it's like they, they, you know, I did a bunch of college tours cause my brother goes there or oh. went there. Yeah. Um, so I was down there a lot and just saw everything and, and you sit in there and they play Terminator and it's just like, wow. This erupting immersive. Like the, the walls are like four feet thick. It's just unbelievable. That's awesome. Um, but all that to say is they only talked about their gear. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I don't need to learn about more gear. I need right. to learn about how to tell stories better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up, I ended up last minute deciding not to and, and all that stuff. Do you think college was the right move? Um, yes. Just because of the time, I think now you can, um, 
like even the accounts I follow on Instagram, I learn stuff daily. Like I follow mm. a film school account that's just always showing you new rigs. At the time, there wasn't so much of that. This was 2012. Um, so at the time, yes, but like you didn't go to college and you're you're fine. I mean, I don't think it's a make or break. For me, it was just because I needed to learn. I didn't know what my path was in mm-hmm. videography. I had to go to learn what I didn't like to do. I had like, I flew to LA when I was 20 and spent 10 days there and realized, Oh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to <laughs> do this. So, um, I don't think it was, I don't think it's detrimental for any other videographer. I think any other videographer today can really, um, you know, be self-taught and really make a, you know, hit the ground running. But for me at the time, it was what I needed to do for sure. When you left, what'd you know, like, what'd you learn that you loved about filmmaking? Oh boy. Cause it um, sounds like you realized you didn't love the, the full production and like, yeah, I didn't craziness, like which I would agree. I'm not, I'm not too interested in that easy. Um, what I loved when I left. So while I was in film school, um, I started making videos with my friends. We were, we had like a mini vlog series going and, uh, it was like really cool edited highlight reel vlogs type stuff. It was just us going to do random stuff. We'd do like slip and slides and we'd go to parties <laughs> and I was doing that outside of school. And so all my classmates who were trying to be directors would go to class for 12 hours a day or through the night. And then when they're home, they're writing scripts and they're pacing around the room and they're, they're not, re- they're working on their craft, but they weren't making any ground in the industry. And there were some kids who, when they weren't at school, were out working on a, a shoot where they were, maybe getting paid a little bit or just getting their name out there. But there was a lot of kids who just the role that they wanted to play in the film industry. They, they were focusing so much on the craft. They were almost being like, they thought they were the next Steven Spielberg. And I learned that with my camera outside of school, I could go, it was basically homework, but for fun, I was learning so much. So when I left film school, it was that I learned probably basic lighting. I learned, I didn't know anything about um, shutter speed or um, aspect rate, any of that. I didn't know anything about, like, uh, I don't know, like white balance or anything like that or audio when you with, left. No, when I got oh, there, I was like, dude, <laughs> no, no, no. When I got there. You? Okay. So, so when I just having a basic knowledge of that, when I left, I think it gave me a little bit more confidence with my camera to go work in the industry. And I was able to do that outside of school. I'd literally learn something in class and then I'd be filming with my buddies after. And, uh, I was able to like put it right to work right away, which was cool. Hmm. So on, on your own, you didn't have to go to a lab to learn that you'd had the initiative to go. Right. Well, I mean, I learned it in, together. I learned, yeah, you did, I but. learned it in school, but to, <clears throat> to take something you learn in the morning and then use it at night on your own with your camera was pretty cool. Just like basic lighting. Um, right. Yeah. How to edit. I mean, they had us, they, we were certified in final cut at the time, which I, I don't know if I'm still considered certified cause it was eight years ago, but, um, they taught us everything we need to know about editing, uh, footage flow, data flow and all that stuff. So that was cool. Like, to learn that. I, I, like I said, I think it kind of prepped me to not say, Hey, am I even a videographer to, okay, I've learned this. I know what I'm doing now. I need to apply it. So was that final cut seven, final cut 10. Final, oh, really? Okay. Er, yeah. Final cut 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just came out. I was, I was going to be, I remember my first editing software. Uh, my buddy gave me final cut seven. Yeah. And I was going for that certification yeah. uh, because I don't really know why I was young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never got it. The, the book is sitting over there. Um, would you, uh, while you were there, so it sounded like full immersion. So you weren't really like 
on actual film jobs or anything during that time? Or? Uh, we could outside of school. Like if you got to be close with a the teacher, they, you know, and they liked your work ethic in class, they'd help you out outside of school. Mm -hmm. Um, I did some stuff. I didn't get many paid gigs. I did, um, I'd work on like music videos outside of school at one point in the middle of film school, I wanted to be a producer. So I was being like the UPM, the unit production manager, just mm -hmm. literally just paperwork. And that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, is interesting. so I learned that I didn't want to do that. Um, so there was a couple projects that I agreed to help on. And I remember like, it's not for school. I'm not getting paid. It was in my free time and it took up all my free time. And I remember thinking, I don't, I don't want to do the paperwork part of filmmaking, the budgeting, you know? Mm. Um, but uh, no, we, speaking of gear, we didn't have the reds. We had the Ari Alexa, oh. Ari Alexis. We got to use those. We had the, all those things are sick. We had the uh, <laughs> Ari mini. Um, we did a documentary filmmaking class that had the Canon C300s. Yeah. Nice. So those were cool. Yeah. Um, so you got exposed to that. Yeah. We, we got to use different stuff. Cinema, and, yeah. And um, actually the documentary filmmaking was probably one of my favorite classes. And I think that's hmm. now that I think back to it, that's probably what kind of led me on the path I'm on now, not that I'm making documentaries, but when you're doing a, a video for a small business, you're kind of treating it like a documentary. You're yeah. following them around. And that's, I, that is what I do. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is promotional documentaries yeah. is, is, is my own clarification for it. Yeah. My own little category that I put yeah. myself into is the promotional documentary space. Um, cause as you know, companies can't sell th something by selling something. They have to sell the story. So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah promotional documentary stuff um yeah full sale i i was gonna go there i had a buddy who went there actually yeah um, what did he go for he went for i think more graphic design yep or or maybe it was even game design there's a yeah they have it a might have been game. game design yeah um yeah i should reach out to him anyway um <laughs> yeah dude that's sweet so when you come out of college what do you do oh so um so while i was there I, I mean, before I left, I, I made some connections. So I ended up getting in with the motocross crowd. Um, I met Jason Lawrence. Okay. So back up. <laughs> what does that mean? You got in with the motocross crowd so I, like I, in Florida? <laughs> yes. So, well, and then Do the you have industry a bike down there. Yes. I had two bikes with me. Um, two. I had a, a <laughs> KX 250F and a CR 125. Oh, sick. and, um, I kind of got away from filming motocross cause I was in this film school thing <laughs> where that's all that mattered and a friend a friend of mine said let's go to the track this weekend it's going to be a big race at dade city so i went there and i ran into jason lawrence um jordan bailey hmm. Ron, ronnie renner robbie renner um just a lot of the local pros wow and so i got in with them and uh then i came up with 40 sp and then it kind of just took off and so i would literally every weekend go to a track where all these mtf kids are racing yep and um, I would just sell Instagram edits for $30 a pop to, to kids. And so moto moms would come up to me. Can you make an edit of my son? He's number three in the 65 class. So I'd have to go out and film him. And then I'd take that money, get a hotel, spend the night, get ready for the next day of an edit all night, like literally all night, and then get ready for the next day of racing. So I did that. I grinded doing that for a while. And uh, eventually my, I started working with Verb Moto. And what? yeah, worked with them a bunch. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> I did a, um, they did a, was it a good time in dirt bikes tour in 2015 in Florida. They were touring t through different tracks of Florida. So I got with them and then every now and then I'd get a video of Jason Lawrence and they would post it and stuff like that. And then, um, 
And that's Danny Stewart and Wes Williams. At, uh, that point, was, or no? at this point, it was just Wes Williams, Eric Shirk. Um, and I don't know if Tom journey was on it yet. Um, yeah. he's, I'm dying to meet those guys. Yeah. They're, they're cool dudes. They're like. cool dudes. <laughs> um, so then, uh, then I think I was either through racer X or verb. I got picked up by a race team. I got a, there was a, um, Jimmy Albertson, mm-hmm. a professional racer. He was yep. putting together a race team and he put out a video contest, uh, go out and film a dirt bike video and send it to us. But I had this whole YouTube catalog of all these races I'd done. And I had mm. some that were on verb moto. So I just, in the back, like I was, I don't even think, I think I just graduated my master's. I literally was unemployed in the town. I grad in the college town. I graduated and kind of like in limbo, like what am I going to do with my life? And I just like one day just like submitted a video and a week later they contacted me and said, we want to hire you. And they're like, you got to move out here right away. So then I had to, uh, I'd been living in Florida for three years. I had to pack up my house, drive to Vermont to, um, switch cars with my <laughs> sister-in-law. I had, she gave me her Jeep. I had to give my truck back to the farm because it was a farm truck. Mm-hmm. And I just commuted West. I went to Oklahoma, just literally like living out of my Jeep, moved to Oklahoma, um, met up with Jimmy and his wife at the time, Georgia. And that it was motorcycle superstore Suzuki. So motorcycle superstore there. I don't know if they're still, I don't think they're still around. They're like oh, mo- really? motorsport.com. They're like, well, a, no, I know uh, motorcycle superstore. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think they were gone. I thought they were still, whatever. So I started, so they hired me. It was through motorcycle superstore for the race team. And then uh, we headed out to California and literally just was thrown right into it. I was, we went to every supercross. I was in all the autograph signings and just had to basically document everything the team did. Your um, camera? Yeah, my I had a Sony VG twenty X. I have no idea what that it's is. It's like a <laughs> it's like a handy cam with a with a detachable lens. Gotcha. With a microphone on the top. It's not a DSLR, but okay. um, it was actually it's pretty sweet. I call it my soccer mom camera, and it's nice. pretty pretty light. I've shot like all my biggest videos. I've shot on that back in the day. That's so, epic. <laughs> um, yeah, and then this the whole Supercross thing started, and it was just crazy. I um, I. I'm not saying I fanboyed over all this, but these people like Chad Reed, people I've yeah. looked up to my entire life. Now I'm like literally sitting with them at a dinner table because Jimmy Albertson's friends with all the pros. And so it was just so crazy for me, for everyone else. It was normal. Cause that they're just fellow coworkers. If you think about it, you see them at the races and, and uh, I did that for, I want to say eight months. And then, um, my school loans hit out of, out of deferment. <laughs> So, Boom. <laughs> and I, I wasn't getting paid much and, uh, I was hearing rumors that the, um, race team was going to fold. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, I hadn't, uh, I wasn't getting paid a lot. I didn't have a house. I had, a, I finally got an apartment at the end. I was gone literally six days a week on the road. Um, I didn't have a home life. It was, it was, it was awesome to experience it, but I couldn't go on doing it for much longer. And then my school loans hit. So I moved home to uh, work on the dairy farm. And then that's where I got started in. Well, that's when me and Dakota started hanging out and I started doing videos with him. And then I got into wedding videography. This then, is all in the last how many years? Oh, so I, <laughs> if you're, what are you? 25, 26, 26. So this was like when I was 22 when I yeah. moved back home. So yeah, the last wow. five years. Yeah. It's wow. been busy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, um, 
the, the motocross thing, I'll, I'll always film motocross. I mean, I always go back to that, but it's maybe as far as working full-time in that industry, traveling around, filming the pros, maybe not so much. I still have a lot of contacts, still know a lot of people. I can always reach out and do something, but, um, do you, how much do you keep up with racing? I watch every, everything. Frick. Yeah, dude. Everything. <laughs> um, I'm oh, like, now I just want to talk about last weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I literally like, I, I could, I just like study it. I'm like, it's like how people talk about, Oh, the playoffs are this weekend. Like that's how me and my yeah. buddies are. With oh, same. Supercross. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try not to talk about Loretta's. Um, so, Oh, what was my question? Now you got me thinking about the last, last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Oh yeah. So, do you watch like the JMC guys on YouTube? JMC. So JMC Motorsports or whatever, they're a race team and they make amazing videos. Like yeah. they have a guy for their race team. Um, oh, that I haven't just seen it. Pumps out YouTube videos. Yeah. Really, really good. I really like watching them. Um, none of their guys do super great. Um, honestly, they're kind of more focused on their amateur guys, but they yeah. make really good stuff. So like what, where was your... I mean, I want to talk about the, the motocross yeah, thing yeah. for a little while. <laughs> so of course. when you're working for this race team, what kinds of videos were you making? Oh, so literally everything. So my job was to manage our, our riders were um, Josh Osby, Kyle Cunningham and Jimmy Albertson. And yeah. my, I had to manage their, uh, their social medias, their Instagram accounts. Oh, their accounts. Well, so I, I had to create content for them. And then on Got race day, I had to capture content and post it for them because they're obviously out, out on the track. But I also <laughs> did for Motorcycle Superstore, I would do um, how-to videos and product review videos. So oh. literally anything from, so any, any way it tied into the race team. So we would do, like I literally know everything there is to know about Pirelli motocross tires because we had to do a <laughs> how-to and like reviews on uh, every I've type of tire. I've watched some of those videos. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you ride Pirelli motocross tires? Oh yeah. Do you really? That's, I put them on my bike because I know exactly what I need because <laughs> I studied them so much. And I tell all my buddies, they're like, what do I get for a tire? That's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. I, I, um, it kind of started with just, so say, I guess I'd have to do it on a weekly basis. So say we, we'd fly out to a race on Thursday, we'd get there, we'd do press day Friday morning. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to basically film the rider doing that, whatever rider. And, and this is super cross. Yes. Okay. And then on the motorcycle superstore racing account, I'd have to do like an edit in content and pictures like so many per day and then um supercross you can't on press day you can use the footage but on race day you can't use the footage and another part of my job on race day because i couldn't use the footage because you know like the the network owns it right the network owns um it. i would film practice to show the riders like I'd, I'd, my job was to literally film james stewart doing a lap what his lines were and then film our riders like where they could get better uh, at the time i think cooper webb was Cooper Webb was in the 250 class and the lights class. I had to film him do a lap because he was the one winning the West Coast at the time. And then I'd have to show Kyle Cunningham where Cooper Webb was going and stuff like that. So, huh, no, it was, dear. it was cool. You know, I love spy. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Right. They, I mean, they all do it. So right, yeah, would, every you'd, you'd literally go to film practice and there'd be a member from each factory team yep, with yeah. a video with, and some of them had, they're using a camera just to film practice and they'd have like nicer gear than me they'd have like a nicer tripod and a nicer yeah, camera yeah. just to use for practice but yeah so i'm pretty sure the way it works and correct me if i'm wrong but definitely the big teams maybe not all of them but they have a guy shooting each one of their riders right yes yeah, so, so like factory husqvarna had two guys because they always 
in the two fifties and the four fifties. They out, so they'd have one guy filming one, one guy filming the other. Um, I want to say Honda had a few. They all did, and then it was there was hmm. me. But <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was cool. And then um, we got to do. So we were sponsored by Seven MX. So we I got to do some work with them, which I'd worked with Seven MX before the team yeah. um, through my buddy Jordan Bailey. Your buddy? Yeah, I got I got to. Your got, buddy Jordan Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. I got to know Jordan Bailey pretty well. And then, um, so he brought me out to James Stewart's house for a 7MX ride oh, day. Come on, dude. Yeah. Wait, did you ride? No, I was oh. there just to film. But, um, well, would you have ridden that track? I don't know if I could. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty nuts. Dude, I know you've seen videos of James I'm Stewart's. Sure, I have. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's next level. So <clears throat> there was a lot of things where my motocross, my background in motocross really helped because I wasn't just some regular uh, videographer, I was able to like, I knew what looked cool. And then when it came to filming practice, I, I could tell when a rider was on a hot lap, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so then the race team was through seven MX. So I got to kind of through the job I was at work with the people that I know at seven MX, which is cool. And we, we got to go to James Stewart's house a second time. Um, yeah, it was, what was uh, that like? Dude? Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. Are you he, kidding me? He, he, uh, so what he does is he does a, um, so he had a, he has a championship in Texas. He does, it's like a regional national mm -hmm. and the champions from that, from each class get invited out to his house in the fall of every year. So the, the regionals in the spring and then they have people come out in the fall, but he also has seven MX athletes come out and my buddy Jordan Bailey was going and, and at the time I was his videographer. I did all of his content <laughs> for him and he was like, come on out. So I went there, I got to meet James Stewart and, um, film for the day for, for seven MX. And then that was in like, I think November. Then that March I went back cause our, we were in town for Daytona supercross with the race team mm -hmm. and we were seven MX. So then I actually got to go and interview James Stewart, which was pretty cool. That was, he's my favorite rider. Oh, must so have been insane. yeah, it was a, it was a, it was one of those full circle moments. I have a picture of me with my soccer mom camera and my headphones <laughs> and setting focus with him. It was pretty cool. It was a West Williams took it on a uh, little cell phone, but That's it's probably epic. one of my favorite photos I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the gist of things. We just, we were at the test tracks in California. Um, we spent, we were do half our time in Texas, Oklahoma, and then the other half we'd be in California. So mm. we rented, it was actually pretty cool. We rented out, um, Nate Adams, you know, this, Oh yeah. we rented out his house, oh, that's the whole sick. race team. So it was our, this mansion in, in, uh, Temecula, California, and behind it was the, all these freestyle ramps and yeah. where metal <laughs> militia used to ride. So. Yeah, he's got a compound, yeah. dude. So, uh, yeah, that was, um, it was awesome. I got to meet all the pros. I got to do all that. And that was kind of, uh, it's what I've always dreamed of doing as a kid. It wasn't, I don't want to say it wasn't what I thought it would be in a bad way. It was more just once I'd done it, I'd done it and I was ready mm -hmm. to move on. I, I'd, I'd see people who had been in that same position that I was in, but 20 years later and they still making the same pay. Of course they're passionate about it. They love what they do. And that's awesome. I just saw that I could maybe just go a different path. Um, granted I, one of my most favorite things to do is film motocross and I, I'll always do that. And you <clears> said you weren't making much. No, no, not nearly enough. And they were, the, I was working for motorcycle superstore. So that there was the corporate aspect where I, I had to like sit in all these zoom calls and these <laughs> conference calls with all these high up corporate multimillionaires and I'm this little videographer and I'm getting told from 10 different people what to do. And so it was just, it wasn't a 
the race team was great. It's like a family away from home, but the, the mm. corporate aspect was like just really toxic, which ultimately led me in parting ways with them. Um, mm. but the race team aspect that was awesome. Did you say you were shooting pictures as well for Instagram and stuff? Yeah. So. On my Sony Handycam, it has a photo option on it. A just, photo button. Wow. Yeah. Literally wow. just, and I doctor them up the best I could with an app on my phone and wow. dude. Yeah. But it was, it was awesome. You were grinding, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Churn yeah, and burn. It, we would literally go to the race. The main events would get done at 10 p.m. I'd have to help pack up the semi, interview all of our riders, mic them up, which they just lost the race. They're in a bad mood. You know what I mean? I'd have to, <laughs> have to mic them up. How'd your weekend go? I'd have, and then the mechanics on the race team who were all my friends, they'd go out after the races. So I'd have to go try not to go out with them, go to the hotel, <laughs> do the editing. And then our flights were always like 4 a.m. the next day. So then we'd fly back to wherever, either Oklahoma or California, and then start the week over again, I guess. Good grief. So you weren't, were you, were you on your own for living at the time? I was literally sleeping. So I lived with Jimmy Albertson and Kyle Cunningham for about, I want to say six months. And then at the end I got an apartment just because it was time, but I, I was skeptical on getting an apartment an apartment because I didn't know where the race team was going to be based if the race team would keep going. And it's, I didn't want to go out and sign a lease on an apartment. Mm -hmm. So me and some of the mechanics eventually did that. Got it. Gotcha. Got an apartment together. Hmm. But mainly I had a, I had a tote in my, the back <laughs> of my Jeep full of clothes. I just lived out of my Jeep. I, I mean, I would have places to stay, but I was a mobile unit, you know? Yeah. I mean? yeah. yeah. Very minimalist. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think your, um, biggest skill or thing you learned from college that you were able to put to use um sounds like those midnight labs shutter speed <laughs> <laughs> well like frame rates and mm. like that stuff obviously but i'd honestly say networking because like yeah. that's one mm. thing they pushed down our throat was it's not what you know it's who you know so i learned that if i you know i'd be in college and i'd go to a party and i end up meeting someone and then the next day we'd go film something. So it was always networking. So, and then that helped when I worked with the race team as well, just meeting people and, and uh, yeah, it's who, you know, so not being, I guess not being scared to introduce yourself and meet new people. It's one thing I learned. And then obviously the, the film stuff, the, how to work your way around the camera, basic lighting, editing, using final cut. That was huge to, they, they taught us how to get certified. They, we were certified in final cut and then how to use it fast with all the shortcuts. So when I was editing mm -hmm. on the road, I could really edit really fast. So if I were to go on premiere right now, I'd, I'd be really, I wouldn't have a fast workflow, but yeah, right. You, if you were working for verb when you were 20, they, that must've been right before they stopped. They stopped that summer, 2016. They wow. stopped. Yeah. So, you, so, so, so sorry, what? Well, so I, when I, when I got done, um, working with the race team, I was going to go to Verb, but they were just getting done and just how things happened. But oh, bummer, dude. Yeah. So they, how how much of their stuff were you like a part of? I not not too much. It was I I had been contacting Verb since I was fifteen years old. So and <laughs> I was we all <laughs> yeah. And um, my I sent him a video of Jason Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know J Law? Jason Lawrence, the professional racer, he uh, he got in a fist fight with Villapoto. I mean, yeah, way I know back. the name for sure. Um, I don't remember the fist fight. He, he was he's just like the the badass of the league of the series. <laughs> sure. he, he won he won the West Coast title versus Dungey. Got into Dungey's head. And this was like, like way back. Anyway, so he was this. 
he he went to jail came out of jail he was this all-american badass and here he is at a track in florida no one knows where he's been so i start filming him and we do a where's j-law edit and i <laughs> i even had him in the in the video talking crap about villapoto and dungy and it went viral so verb got a hold of it and that's how i got in contact with him but i had been trying to contact him for a while so hmm. so that's kind of how that worked out wow and then they they said hey we're coming into town we're doing a tour around florida would you like to meet up and film with us and work with us so i worked with them for maybe a month or so and then and then i'd run into him at i ran into him at james stewart's house again so it wasn't like i was always i wasn't employed right by verb but i'd work with them on weekends and stuff when they were in town yeah dude that would be awesome yeah i i really want to meet those guys and i hope i have the opportunity to yeah um wes is a wes is such a cool guy he was he's just like just running. He's just like, if you watch him at a track, he's got his, he calls it his point and shoot camera, some older Panasonic thing. And he's just running around sprinting, filming this, sprinting that like a kid running around a playground. He just, really? he loves it. And he's been doing it since, oh, probably he's probably been doing it 20 years. It's crazy. Yeah. He's, they're good. Yeah. Dude. They're yep. good. Now that they're back, it's yes, like, it's awesome. It's really, really cool to see just a couple of their edits from Loretta's. I was like, oh dude. Yeah. Like so sick. Yeah. It's just like my childhood. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, used to eat, sleep and breathe verboto. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause that, it, yeah. it was the best content. Yeah, it was like by a long shot. Yeah. Um, well, just, they, they had like the cool edits with the music and like any popular song that was out rap song, they'd make edits too. And, yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I don't know how they pulled that off, but yeah, they, <laughs> I know, definitely, I know. they definitely use a lot of copyright <laughs> yeah. stuff, but no, it was one of those things where I was getting, I always tell this story. So I've probably said it before on this podcast, but whatever. Um, I grew up racing, um, and it was one of those things where I, I cannot remember the time when I asked for a dirt bike. I got one when I was probably like eight years old, yeah. I think. Um, but I just wanted one forever. Like even I lived in Williston till seven. We had like a little electric one that yeah. right around the streets there. And um, I remember that. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, <laughs> I remember when you got a dirt bike cause it was before me and I was all upset about it. But <laughs> anyway, so I was like, I just got a race cause that's what you do. Right. Right. So I go up to Derby on a 65 and just get my butt handed to me. Dude. Yeah. And then like for two years, just yeah. got my butt handed to me. And of course, Derby is like, they're not fast either. Right. Compared to the national. Right. 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 So I, on an 85, I was like, I want to start. Cause I was like a, the 10th place guy. Right. Yeah. And I found this video of Adam Cincerello. Yep that verb made. Oh, and it was the first time I ever saw him ride Adam. Yeah. And he's been my favorite guy since I was on eighties. Right. Um, and now I kind of hate it cause everybody loves him. And I'm like, out there first. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I, I saw him come out of a start, just hanging off the back fender. And I was like, there's no way that works. And I went and did it, pulled oh, my first hole shot really? the next weekend. <laughs> oh, dude. that's awesome. And then from there on out, you could get top three because it's like, if you get a start, you're right. good, right? So, right. um, that's awesome. But anyway, verb, bro, I freaking love them. I, I thought you were going to say that you lean back and looped <laughs> out. <laughs> no, I put, no, it actually worked. Yeah. Like I could not believe that it worked. Yeah. Um, but anyway, do you ever know Cole Burgess by chance? Cole Burgess? No, it doesn't no, ring okay, a bell. Never mind. Um, I was going to say, he just, he went to, he tried to, he smoked everybody at Derby, tried yeah. to go to Loretta's and got his butt handed to him. Um, right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so once you're, when you're fast at Derby's, it doesn't always mean you're fast everywhere else. <laughs> no, it's like actually mind blowing yeah. anywhere else really, yeah. except for Canaan. Canaan right. Canaan's yeah. You can go to Canaan easy. and do pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Um, 
So you come home. I mean, I think we've talked about all the race team yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I um, came home and another thing that I couldn't do when I worked on the race team is ride. I was around motocross oh. all the time, but I was like, I was like a, a fish outside of an, of a, of a pond <laughs> looking in. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. You couldn't borrow a pro's bike or I, anything. One day when we were leaving California, they gave me one of the practice bikes and let me rip around the freestyle course, no helmet on just wheeling and stuff. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, cause I, I'd sold my bikes when I got hired. I put both my, cause I couldn't take my bikes with me. And mm-hmm. so I had to sell my bikes. So when I moved back home, my first thing was, well, I have to, I have school loans I got to pay for. My brother has a, has a position open for me on the farm. Um, I'll kind of get to make my own schedule. I'll make enough money to buy a better camera and eventually buy a dirt bike. So that's kind of what I set out to do. And, um, being home on the farm, he gave me a field I could build a track in. So <laughs> there was, there was reasons why it wasn't, it wasn't like I, I, this wind got taken out of my sails. It was more of, I wanted to change things up and do things more my way. Um, like gladly after everything happened to me, I was with the race team. I was, I was happy it happened, but I was ready to get back, you know, hmm. to, I guess, making a living. So what do you, what do you, what does that look like? Filmmaking wise, what'd you start doing? So, oh, so I have first thing when I got back was how am I going to use my video camera to make money in Vermont? Cause still even, I mean, there's videography in Burlington, but we were in St. Al- yeah, we Albans and I, in Burlington. and I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't have any connections in Burlington. And, um, so I just started doing videos for the farm, drone videos of us cropping. And, um, some people started hitting me up to film their weddings and I'd never filmed a wedding before. So the night before I had to go film my first wedding, I became, tried to become an expert on wedding, <laughs> wedding videography. And then, um, Been there. <laughs> yeah. And then I just started doing that started. Um, I never really promoted it. I, I would promote it, but I never really went full gung ho with it because I was, um, busy on the farm. And so it kind of conflict with my schedule a little bit, but through word of mouth, you know, the Northeast kingdom, it's small. So through word of mouth, people, Oh, Dale does videos. So, um, yeah, usually in the end of summer to fall every year, I film at least three or four weddings at the least. Hmm. Um, I actually had a lot more booked this year, but COVID happened. So I was wondering, did that just wipe them all out? Are you still doing a couple? I have, um, I have one in September, one in October, one in December, the rest got pushed till next year. They're like, so we're going to reschedule for next year. What are you doing on October 3rd, 2021? I'm like, well, I don't know, but I can write it down. So maybe we just answers my brother's question before you got here. It's like, I need somebody to shoot my wedding because yeah. I'm in the wedding. So I can't. Oh yeah. But <laughs> anyway, um, so is that what you're, is that what you've been up to for the last few years? Or yeah. You other stuff too? Um, so I do like wedding videography. I do a lot of drone stuff now for the farm. That's like one of my more favorite things to do now. Sure. Um, I just got a new drone. So What'd I do that. Get? I got the DJI Mavic air two. Nice. Yeah. It's fa- it's, it's awesome. I, I used to have the, um, the phantoms. Yep. That's yeah. what but, I have. And I uh, it's broken, but yeah. yeah. And, um, I had the, had the DJI spark, which yeah. I, eh, yeah. it, kept, <laughs> it kept malfunctioning. It was becoming a hazard. I would fly it. And I'm like, I'm not sure if today's the day it's going to fly into someone's window, but, um, <laughs> The yes. Mavic Air 2 is sick. Yeah, it is. It's cheap, too. Cheap, fast, yeah. can maneuver great. The battery, it's like 15-minute battery time, but... Whatever. As long as it's you get, get your shots, get it back down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just do... I do, like, I was just in uh, New Hampshire. I did a uh, 
video for a energy company, just getting raw footage for them to use in like corporate meetings and stuff. So I do some videos for small businesses. Um, yeah. Wedding videos. I do some drone work for friends who are, you know, real estate stuff. Mm. Hey, we're trying to sell, you know, our camp or something, but, um, yeah. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm farming. Farming is so busy that it takes up so much time that if I'm not careful, I'll go two, three weeks where I won't touch my camera because the farm is just go, 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 go. So, yeah. yeah. You doing everything on the farm, tractor work, stuff like that. Yeah. Or? So I do, I work mainly with cows. I do a lot of veterinary work and, um, but I also do a lot of equipment stuff, a lot of management stuff. We have a, we have a crew that does our, we have an outside crew, we call it. But I usually, at the end of the day, when I'm done my cow work, I go help the outside crew, yeah. whether I'm running the chopper, driving truck, packing bunk, whatever. Fun stuff. Yeah. Equi heavy equipment. Yes. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, are your video gigs all word of mouth or are you doing any sort of promotion? Uh, up until recently they were word of mouth. Now I'm trying to take it to the next step. Like I just the other day created a Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to, I'm getting new logos made. I'm, I'm going, I'm still keeping 40 SP for motocross reasons, but I'm for like wedding videography. I'm going to Dale Nelson film. So I'm getting nice. some logos made right now. So once I get all that sorted, I'll probably start, you know, promoting my Facebook page and stuff like that making it more official. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Um, who do you like? Who do you like watching for a racing? Well, uh, well, yeah, let's start there. <laughs> I was going to say for media, but yeah, who do you oh. like? Who are your guys? Who are oh, your top guys? I'm a, I'm a Tomac fan. Just, Oh, well, of course. <laughs> he's I, a beast. Uh, I'm, I'm a Tomac fan. I, I like Roxon. He's, he's, uh, I've worked with Roxon a few times and he was the nicest, coolest guy. So I'm always yeah. going to be like, yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously with his injuries and stuff. I'm but, so um, bummed. He's not I know. doing outdoors. But I like Tomac. I, lo I love Barsha. He makes it so interesting. Um, but I think I, I'm always secretly, like, subconsciously rooting for Tomac because he's the comeback kid. He comes from the back of the pack. and Oh, yeah. He's a tank. Yeah. Like, he's awesome, yeah. He doesn't take his freaking feet off the pegs. No. It's, it's unbelievable. Stand, He stands up everywhere. I know. So, AJ, Cat and Zero, came yeah. and watched a race with us, like, me and my buddies. Yeah. Um, one of the St. Louis races. And... He just dissected everything. Yeah. It was awesome to listen to. Oh, and I imagine he was probably showing you things that you. Yeah, and he was like the same way because he knows everybody. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, this person's like this and whatever, and 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 he's the same way. He's like, yeah, Eli is a beast, but untouchable. You can't get to know him to save your life. No, he. He's like, I, I'm so sad because the re the the day he retires, you're never going to hear of him again. I know. He he, do, he doesn't even like really post on social media. No, he, he just, doesn't. He just keeps himself. It's just. But maybe that's maybe that's what makes him so he nothing can get in his head. He's just. You know? Yeah, he's he's a he's a beast. Who are you crushing on for media? <laughs> like, do you do you follow? You said you followed some like oh, Instagram accounts, YouTubers. Yeah. yeah, I follow some accounts. There was um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> the guy who does uh, he does all like the cool videos. He's he had the glide cam with his Canon. Um, you'd probably know his name. I used to watch him all through Devin college. Super yes, yeah. Devin Supertramp. <laughs> I used, I was obsessed with watching his videos for a while, but, um, did you go through the glide cam phase? Yeah, I definitely yeah. did. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, I'll, I'll do a lot of, I watch a lot of vlog stuff. Like, um, I'll watch like Logan Paul's vlogs, not just cause I, they have videographers <laughs> now. So I'm like, how are they doing? Like they'll do some cool transitions mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, but kind of casual. Yeah. Just, I, I guess I wouldn't, I don't follow enough stuff to be 
crushing on anything like that. Too busy on the farm. Yeah. Well that too, that (laughs) really takes up most of my time. I was going to say working on a farm is like, I mean, it never, never, ever stops. I'm right. I get phone calls every night. I get woken up from the night crew, the night shift guys, something's broken. And so it's just, it's always going. How many guys do you have? Uh, we have about (laughs) 20 milkers, but overall employees, I think we have 50 total, total people. So yeah, that's legit, dude. One question we like to ask a lot of our guests is, uh, is there, or, um, you went to school in Orlando. Is there a big film scene there? Uh, it kind of seems like there is a little bit. Yes. Um, more like, so now music's going crazy down there. So there's a lot of like music videos. Um, and now like artists are doing more like day in the life stuff, vlog stuff. So there's, there's a big video scene there. As far as film goes, you'll, you, there's a lot of commercials, like uh, a lot of SAG actors, a lot of that you can, but as far as like, um, films being shot, unless you got a blockbuster coming to town to, film transformers or something there's really not and then there's the whole um disney has a whole production side so Mm. a lot of a lot of film students go to disney to do i mean they they do everything as far as filming events concerts live production stuff like that so there's plenty of work to be had in orlando do you think um you have to be in kind of a film mecca like that in order to make it or obviously you traveled all over so um not so much anymore I think it's, it may be a little bit easier. I think it's like Cameron, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, it's, I think where we live, I mean, Burlington's probably your best bet. Um, but also technology is getting better. You can do a lot from home, you know, besides the long travel to go film something is if you're not afraid of driving, you can, you can live remotely and get stuff done as long as you got Wi-Fi. you know? So I don't think the film Mecca is necessary. I think it definitely helps though. I liked how you were saying earlier how um, even just in the last five years, the the way you can self-educate yourself now compared yes. to traditional colleges yep. is amazing. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, we have access to so much information. And uh, I think now I think there's a more, I think there's a bigger film presence in Vermont at least now. I mean, before. Yeah, they just don't charge anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Puts the rest of us out of work, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I, I wasn't in Burlington 10 years ago, but I feel like 10 years ago there wasn't as much, uh, like all small businesses have a social media presence. Now they all are getting videos made and stuff. So I think we're, it's going to get better. And for videographers, we'll be able to find more work with as time goes up, you know, time goes by. So times are changing. Yes. Absolutely, dude. Hey, thank you very much for doing this. Thanks for this having me. Awesome. I love talking dirt bikes and video. Yeah, so this was perfect. That was Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. If people want to find you, follow you, check out your content, how should they do that? Um, so on YouTube, I'm Dale Nelson on YouTube. Just that's my, that's my page. That's where all my videos are. And then uh, to contact me on Facebook with Dale Nelson film or on my personal page, Dale Nelson. And then on Instagram, I'm at 40 SP. Awesome. So you can find me there. Sweet dude. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thanks.